Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the Gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Kenny, Pastor John, and I talk about those things that are worth waiting for, and we discuss their sermons on joy from our Advent series entitled Born. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, we're back in the armchair uh, for episode number 22 of Armchair Preaching. And today uh, I've got Pastor Kenny in the armchair with me, and Pastor John is joining us via telephone because John had kind of a big event happen last night. John, why don't you uh, let us know what uh, what took place last night? Well, yes, and hello, everybody. Uh, I'm in a, an armchair of a different type right now. I'm actually... Uh, in my car, sitting next to my wife Seal, and we are we are in the car line for Countryside High School, picking guys. When you have an event like you had yesterday happen with your daughter and her husband, you become the 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 ones who do all the errands. So we're running errands right now. What happened was we're picking up a cousin. Uh, we're picking up a cousin who's uh, getting out of high school in just a, just a moment. But we're uh, we're bringing all these uh, to the hospital because our daughter Madison uh, and her husband Kyle just uh, Madison just gave birth last night to twins. Um, so it's a very exciting time in in our life right now. Uh, they're all healthy and happy and beautiful and perfect. And Steel and I are just on, you know, it's just such an amazing thing. And we're actually having a bit of a flashback. Uh, ourselves because you know we of course our first children were twins and so we're looking down on these two perfectly beautiful children and thinking thinking back to our own children as as well it's just it's just an incredible an incredible experience so we're we're very happy right now excellent well congratulations yep thank you very much and to madison and to seal and 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 to uh and to Marley as well big big family uh big big family um uh christmas for you guys yeah, and that's been part of the fun too, because Marley's Marley has been so excited. Her nerves have been so shot. She's actually been, she's actually been sick several times. Oh, so man. we're having to take do the kind of the all right. You're coming with us, kid, and staying away from the staying away from the others for uh, from from your brother and sister. She's like, I want to see my brother and sister. It's oh, like, no, goodness. you're not going to throw yeah. up on them. <laughs> good thinking. Yes, that's probably a good idea, and and yeah. and probably much appreciated by the hospital staff as well. That's there exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, that you know, kind of brings to mind. You know, this is Christmas, and so anticipating the birth of Jesus. Um, we we're in this season of Advent, which is really all about uh, being a season of waiting. And um, obviously, you and Seal and Madison had to wait uh, forty weeks. Uh, are not quite 40 weeks for the arrival of these these beautiful twins. And that got me thinking, you know, what are the things that we will spend time waiting for? And uh, Kenny, what, what are the things that you are like, yeah, you know, this is something that to me I'll spend a lot of time just waiting for and I'll enjoy the wait, I'll enjoy the 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 anticipation of it, and then I'll enjoy the the receiving of whatever I've been waiting for. Well, there are probably lots of things that that could come to mind. I I think um, and this is somewhat in line with uh, with John and Seal's gift this year of of twins and their daughter and and so forth. Is just the things you wait for in your kids' lives. 
Yeah. You're always waiting, yeah. it seems like, for the... You could think just kind of the practical things or waiting for them to learn how to walk or to learn how to ride a bike or learn how to be able to throw the football or, you know, do whatever. Um, but I think the bigger things now at the stage of parenting we're in is just waiting for um, that next season of maturity or that next awareness of, you know, purpose or what God has for them or working through a particular struggle in their life and and there's only so much you can do as a parent so you pray and you encourage yeah. and oftentimes you just wait yeah. wait for God to show up wait for God to bring about a change or bring about new direction yeah and you're just kind of waiting yeah yeah John what about what about you you obviously have been doing some waiting uh, what are some other things that comes to mind like that are worth the wait? You know, when you're mentioning that, I know we're in this season where we're waiting and anticipating and, but there's just so many things, as Kenny said, there's so many things that, that we wait for in life. And, and there's some that you wait for and there's like, they're so, so, but some that, you know, from as simple things as you, if you go, we went with uh, the friends whose house we're staying at right now, we went out to dinner with them to an amazing restaurant in Dunedin. You'll, you, you wait for your meals to be be prepared. And, and the, and you know that in that waiting, there is some positive, some, um, some wonderful thing that is, that comes to pass. And so I think about that. I think about, think about meals. I think about, you know, I I think about this time of year as, as all the children around and, you know, the anticipation and the waiting, it's, it's the waiting with something, some expectation for a good thing that, uh, that comes to mind. So children, I, and I remember as a kid, you know, you're, you're waiting for Christmas, can't wait for Christmas morning to come around because you can't wait to see what's, you know, what's under the tree. Yeah. 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 For me, you know, we, we spend a lot of time waiting. I, you guys talking about kids. Um, one of the things that we've gotten into since we've had kids has been theme parks and theme parks are all about waiting. Um, I'm, 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 I'm reminded because, you know, we just had journey to Bethlehem, uh, the drive through nativity experience, uh, here at the church on Sunday. And some folks had to wait a long time in those lot in that line just to get to the, the birth story. Some people waited as long as an hour and I thought, well, this is not dissimilar from the times that we, you know, we wait in line to go on, you know, a ride that we really want to experience. But uh, a lot of times it's in that waiting that we get to meet some cool people. We've waited um, kind of some ridiculous amounts of time to get on uh, new theme park rides, but I'm always struck by the conversations I get in with people in line that I didn't know. We have this common thing and we learn about their stories and we learn about their lives and we learn about their families. And, and so there's some, some joy in the anticipation and the waiting. Um, but then there's also the unexpected, um, moments that you get to experience in the middle of the waiting. I think the same thing's true Mm -hmm. as like when you're having kids, you know, and you're waiting like Kenny, like you said, waiting for them to hit these milestones, but watching even how they, themselves handle the waiting of mm-hmm. getting to those milestones watching yeah. your kids anticipate that themselves they they know they're getting to that next milestone or they they can kind of sense something is happening and it's cool to kind of see what god does in those periods of waiting you know mm-hmm. and, you know whether it's a meal or whether it's our kids or whether it's a theme park ride or whatever um, God ordains that period of waiting in a in a powerful way and i think part of it kind of you know goes into what we were preaching about this Sunday, uh, Kenny and John, you guys were preaching on the fact that when Jesus came, he brought in a new level of joy um, that was um, 
up to that point, not really available to people. And mm -hmm. uh, Kenny, when you jump in, just talk to me about your approach to the subject of joy, um, especially as it relates to this Advent Christmas season. What was your kind of approach when you when you jumped in? Well, there clearly are places all over the Bible that talk about joy or rejoicing uh, or, or or taking great joy in something. But for this season, when we were looking at the, the account of, of the angel's pronouncement to the shepherds that Jesus had been born, there was just that one line in there about it being good news of great joy for all people. Mm -hmm. And that just had me kind of go uh, zoom way out and say, man, just think about what is, what, is it that, what is it about that Jesus' birth and then the rest of his life, his death, and his resurrection that, that, that becomes the source of joy for all people? And it was just a different way to think about it, because I, th I think we think, of course we think about his salvation and what that means and, and the world-changing events that surrounded his life and his death and resurrection, but I don't know that we necessarily attach the experience of joy to that. So I was just trying to tease out and connect that for people, because I think yeah. we throw that around a lot, but I don't know that people immediately know what to do with that and how does that actually translate into real life. So that's I was trying mm -hmm. to go after that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, John? How did you approach it? Well, I, I was, uh, I was, you know, we had several passages, the, uh, you know, an Old Testament, New Testament passage, Isaiah, uh, Luke passage. And clearly the, the theme of joy was in those passages. Um, but for me, the, the question that, that I went into it with was, uh, what's the, the arc of the, what's the theme look like in the arc of scripture, you know, throughout the scriptures? And, uh, and how, how consistent and how heavy is that, is that theme throughout Scripture? And so I wanted to, and I tried to give some sampling along the way from the Old Testament to the New, New Testament of what that theme looked like. And so there's, there's calls to, to find joy in the Lord. There's calls to find joy and uh, there's statements about joy, giving them strength and giving them gladness of heart. And I just wanted to, for, we, don't always, we don't necessarily think about it, especially in the Old Testament. Yeah. Really say this in there, especially in the Old Testament, we don't really think about joy being as prevalent in the Old Testament as you would in the New Testament. I really wanted to sit with that for that idea for a while and say, yeah. look, this is a this theme is consistent and 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 constant yeah. in, in throughout the scriptures. And so let's take a look and make sure that we've got that because and I did say that, you know, our, ours is a faith, you know, our, our faith is a faith of love. Which I know we're getting to next week, yeah. But it's also a faith that that of great joy, and we of all people uh, should be the should be the most joyful of people. Yeah, yeah. And I and I liked how you approached it from the standpoint of a childlike kind of um, enthusiasm. You know, uh, when you when you broach that subject initially. Yeah, about like the little, little shepherd celebration yeah. and so forth. Yeah, little shepherd. Cool. Oh my gosh. Preschool and yeah, it was easy <laughs> to connect to. And you connected it to the the adult choir, which was also joyful, but in a different sort of a way. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a good that was a good connection, especially with the season that we're in and how yeah. how we see the exhibition of joy um, all the time. Um, I wonder, John, were were there things that you felt like because joy is such a a a, a broad topic, and we. I know I've preached joy out, obviously outside of the Christmas season. Were there things that you felt like because of the the season that we're in that you had to leave kind of on the table? You couldn't bring it into the message, or or, or just didn't 
it would have just taken too long. Were there things that just stood out to you that were like, yeah, this is important, but it's not important for today? Well, the, the, the effort for me was to make sure that the, that the, the reason for the great joy that was spoken of in, in Luke would be, was talked about in, in that message. And so if you're going to sit with that any time at all, it means that you can't sit with all the, the, the hundreds of other times that you're, that, that you're looking at it. So, so it, it was, it was a, what was the shepherds going through? What was that experience? And why was that an experience of great joy? So yeah, uh, to, yes, the, you absolutely can't cover, you know, what was it, even the, even covering it in Isaiah, you know, what was it in Isaiah that made it so, so joyful? I tried to put some legs around that. Um, so we could get a sense of those contrasts, the blind shall see and the, and the lame will, will leap and deaf will hear. But, um, it's just, it's hard to, to capture the, the multitude of, 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 of meanings, uh, with, with joy yeah. when you really want to focus on that. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I did leave a lot of that out. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kenny? One of the things that uh, I, I I debated about, and John actually mentioned in his sermon, he he quoted James yeah. uh, about the idea of considering it pure joy when we face trials and and challenges in life, and that was one of the things I was um, I did talk about. I didn't quote that verse in particular, yeah. But de- determining how much to address the apparent contradiction between suffering, hardship, challenges of life, and trouble. And joy, like yeah. can those two things coexist? And um, and teasing out the difference between happiness and joy, which John did a little bit more of that. Yeah, you both a, you both approached it. For yeah, sure. I yeah. didn't get. I actually approached it more in my closing prayer, probably yeah. than in the context of the sermon. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was just mm-hmm. intuitive or the spirit yeah. moving to say that people need to also connect with the idea that this Christian joy doesn't mean idealism. Yeah, uh, or um, or kind of being superficial about how hard life can be sometimes. So I think we both tried to address that, and I think that was you know that's an important thing. But and, and I think that's a that's a hard topic to address. The one you just brought up, Kenny, is just the the idea that you can be a person of joy even though the situations around of life are hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. To think about that. I, you know, I there was a story that was rumbling around in my man, in my mind. You know, you talk talk about what what you don't preach the things that you leave out that that edited out of a woman that that uh seal and i know and uh she lost her 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 son her husband and her brother within a period of i think like 14 months yeah and uh and and yet if you knew this woman she's just an amazing woman Mm -hmm. and the joy for life was just written all over her face and it sparkled in her eyes and everybody was curious about that especially at that time of her life and so you know so so part of the struggle for me with this this the sermon you, know, you can declare some things that you can have like james did you can have joy in the middle of, of trials but it's the how do you say that to a room full of people who are listening and, and yeah. in a way that they can actually you know experience it when those times come or if they're in the middle of those times in that moment that was the challenge uh, for me yeah uh, yeah, and I, and I think it is a challenge. I think we, a challenge where we have to tie in the, the feelings side of it. And Kenny, kind of, you approached this a little bit more head on. The feelings of happiness that we equate with joy, and kind of disciplining those things, and and kind of directing mm-hmm. those things. Um, but it is a it is a challenge to in a in a sermon to 
approach both the facets and the the facets of joy and those things that seem contradictory to joy, like the trials, the sufferings. And then one of the things I think we 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 deal with too is just uh, people that deal with kind of real depression, you mm-hmm. know, like clinical depression. They have this kind of diagnosed kind of thing, and and acknowledging that that's a real thing. At the same time, that part of the answer, not necessarily, you know, how part of that is fo- is refocusing your attention. Um, so it is a challence, and, and joy. Kenny, uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Kenny. Kenny, I'm I'm curious because uh, that was I I almost began my message not with the children in preschool, but by talking about the reality of depression, seasonal, you know, seasonal blue blueness, uh, you know, this time of year. And then the reality of depression, and trying, and then talking about joy in the midst of all that. Did you did you work through any of that as you were preparing as well? I mean, Zach, you yeah, brought up the, something that was on my mind. So, well, what's interesting is uh, we had preached through um, in the Cultivate series. Uh, I actually had the week where I preached on Philippians four, yeah, and had talked about. Um, mm. joy and directing our thought life and so forth. And in that message, I did, I came out directly and said, "Yeah, now listen, you know, I get it that, that some of you deal with, you know, chronic depression or anxiety disorders. Um, and this is not to say that there's some kind of simple quick fix that if you do this, that it's going to solve all those. Yeah. Um, I did not do as much of that with this, with this one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that's always, you know, that's always the challenge is how much do you anticipate all the needs in the room and how many of those yes. can you fit in? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a challenge. It's been a challenge for, I think, for, for us every single week when, when you're dealing with these broad topics like hope or peace or joy, and this week will be love, we'll have a, a, a challenge with that as well, too. Um, uh, but it's, I think it's, we have to work through it and decide in prayer, prayerfully decide um, what the Holy Spirit wants us to say mm. uh, each and every week to the people in the room. Like going back to previous conversations that we've had, uh, preaching is always contextual, right? It's always a sermon for that people at that time. And, and so that's an important thing to kind of bear witness to. And Kenny, you said it, you know, we've preached on it before, we've approached it head on. Um, don't always have the the ability yeah. to do it every single week. So. Yeah. Well, and the truth is with, you know, there's if there's 300 people in the room or 200 people in the room, there are always, you're trusting the Holy Spirit's going to apply this word, his word to each individual life and every life's complex. And, you know, you can't, you can't anticipate all the different ways this needs to apply. Yeah. So the best you can do is, is, is try to care for as many people as possible and trust the Holy Spirit's going to do the rest. Yeah. Yeah, My, that that would be a worthy uh, topic uh, for some future armchairs. Just the, the the idea of the preacher's responsibility when it comes to, if you will, exegeting the congregation. Yeah, uh, you know, the, the, all of this falls in the category of we are aware of because we know the people. We've heard people talk about depression. We've heard them talk about struggles. We've heard them talk about grief. Um, we, we are aware of our own congregation. So how does that factor into the decisions that we make every week for preaching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, we are. Uh, I, we don't want to take too much more time, John. I know you got a busy schedule today with kiddos, and and it's uh, that time of year. But uh, thanks for for calling in and for talking with us about this and uh, about the message this week and the sense of joy and the anticipation that we have during this season. And uh, this week we'll be talking. Uh, we'll be preaching on love. Kenny will be in the classic service. I'll be in Vine. Um, and then then Tuesday is our Christmas Eve services and uh, three services. Five 538 and 11. Uh, John will be preaching in 8 and 11. I'll be in, I'll be preaching in the 530 service and that that will be approaching head on the topic of Christ was born. Uh, so directly not, uh, what does that mean for us today? Uh, for those that are regular listeners of Armchair Preaching, this will be our last Armchair podcast for uh, 2019. We'll pick it back up. Um, at the beginning of the year, and uh, just because it's a very busy time, and we're, we'll be kind of in different schedules, be very hard to coordinate. But uh, if you've missed any one of our podcasts, go back and listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and also check out all the sermons on our YouTube uh, page. Just search for FPC Lakeland, or on our website fpclakeland.org. Thanks for taking the time, John. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kenny. Yep. Thank you, Zach. I'm going to go hold some grandbabies now. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody have a blessed Christmas. See you, Kenny. Yeah, see you, John. Bye-bye.